Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 140 from October the 1st, 1994. Fall is in the air in the Smoky Mountains, and for us, we're getting ready to hit the heat of the summer, but... Man, we are in the same venue. We're in Cumberland, Kentucky at Cumberland High School. Reported 400 in attendance. Is this the third week? I think it's the third week here. I can't remember. But anyway, I'm sitting here with Doc and not Hard Body Hopper because this is a day that, you know, we record at a standard time and Hopper couldn't make it the last. Just, it's the last two weeks for you, but it's the same day for us. Doc, how are you? Well. I have a feeling we've done more today than the people listening would have done just turning this on, don't you think? Why, why do you always insult our wonderful listeners? Because I generally dislike most people without having had to meet them. I think you need to clarify. It's not that you dislike the listeners. You just dislike everyone. You I don't like, like people. Yeah, yeah, I dislike the idea of people in general. He just doesn't like people. And they're people, so if we're going to continue down that stream of logic, then I have to dislike them. He doesn't like humans. He's a human, but he doesn't like other humans. I prefer dogs. He's Actually, a lot of people are like that. We're, we're making a joke here and being funny, but dogs are awesome. I know, I know uh, Chris Cepeda out there will appreciate that because we were talking about that one day on the Facebook group. Long-time listener, he was uh, talking about how dogs don't talk back. And I'm like, bruh, I feel you on that, man. Dogs are awesome a lot of times, man. I uh, Well, hey, uh, you know, speaking of talking, this will be a few weeks back in real life. But we and I, you and I haven't had a chance to chop this up. So do, have you heard that apparently uh, Conrad now has a Smoky Mountain show he's running? No, he doesn't. You didn't hear him talking about Smoky Mountain on his show the, that day? I asked for a timestamp from one of the listeners, but I haven't. I haven't. I'm, I'm lying. Here's your timestamp. It's when New Jack and Mustafa come out. Yeah. I and they it. and they start talking about New Jack's first promo in Smoky Mountain. I heard it. I heard it. I'm telling you, it was right there, and I was like, um, Rip. Yeah, I, I I don't know, bro. That Alabama asshole can't spell Smoky Mountain, and now he's starting to talk about it. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> So again, you know, all we're saying is bring us on the show, man. We'll come on, chop it up. Well, I'll kick Cassio Kid out of the way, and uh, me and Harper could come on and, and and boost those ratings. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's that bad, man. I, I uh, think it, I think it is, man. I think it is. I think he's got spies that are listening to our show and feeding him things to say, and you know, I. I I'm a little tired of it. I'm not gonna lie. I don't want to get all hot today. I don't want to. I don't want to get all mad and stuff. But 
Is that you who told me he made a veto reference on the of the surprise? Oh yeah, you didn't hear that too. Yeah, he's always making veto references. He made another one like the other day on the show. You, yeah, you are you are so easy to work. You, you Am get I worked up? Yes, you get but, worked but, up. But so, so what you're saying is is that you're okay if somebody just comes into your house and steals your shit. You're gonna no sell that, right? I'm not going to put it over to the effect that you keep putting it over. Okay, well, I'm going to come over later and see what I can take, because apparently you're just going to sit there and no-sell it while I take No, you ain't going to take shit. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. So, see, I'm so, why is it, so why is it okay for him to steal our intellectual property? You come into my house if you want, my physical property. I don't know if it's going to end well to you, because I believe well, in, I, I understand in protecting that, but, but, what I own. But for smart people like me, Intellectual property is just as valuable, if not more, you're, than your than whatever trashy belongings okay. that you put in your shack of a home. You're broadcasting free advertisement. I'm not you, you just gave him three minutes of free advertising. You realize that, right? No, I didn't. I'm telling him to stop because I don't okay. live in Alabama, and we haven't been on the show. And since he listens, this is the only way I know to get to him. Okay. Uh, maybe you should join Twitter or something and or send him a message. That sounds Ms. Remember Ms. remember Doc's our page. early discuss remember our earlier discussion about not liking people? Okay. Well, that's your problem if you want to cut yourself off from the world. Again, smoking my rest on episode one forty, October first, nineteen ninety four. Um, Doc, you ready to get into it? One hundred and forty episodes. Never missed a week, always on time. A hundred, think about think about all the saps in your life that you know that could barely like just they may not live another 140 days jesus christ man but we're That's out here man. just hanging and banging every time it feels good. good to be i mean there's something that feels real good about being cons just consistently awesome damn it feels good to be a gangster something <laughs> like that all right. Again, uh, October 1st, 1994, episode 140. Real quick, shout-outs to Disrespectfully Classy Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, and Mike Childry, our largest Kyle, patron contributors. Kyle Riley. Our largest patron contributors monthly on Patreon. Also, shout-out to Tommy Noe. Uh, we plugged it last week on the Smoky Mountain Show. Tommy is a I thought you were a little. Guest. I thought you were a little stiff and insensitive on that, by the way. Three to four times, Tommy has been a guest on this show. He has uh, provided valuable insight onto some of the happenings on the show. So go support Tommy Noe's uh, GoFundMe. It's, uh, I created a tiny URL. It's tinyurl.com slash Tommy Noe Recovery. That's T-O-M-M-Y-N-O-E Recovery. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Tommy Noe Recovery. Help him out. Now, with all that said, Doc, let's jump into this show. I want to play the beginning of it. Because of something that Bob Cotto says when he and Les were opening. Here it is. Welcome to another exciting, action-packed hour of Smoky Man Wrestling. Professional wrestling the way it used to be and the way you like it. Hi, wrestling fans. Bob Cotto along with Les Thatcher. We got a great hour this week. Let me tell you, nail down the furniture and mama hold on to the babies. Because today we're going to take a look on tape at the latest brawl between the Rock and Roll Express and the Gangsters. And that's going to be something to behold. We'll see that a little later during the hour. Right, Les? That's true, and you won't believe what happened, so stay tuned. Also in the hour, the Thrill Seeker Lance Storm will be doing Battle in the Squared Circle, and we're going to draw for Beat the Champ, Boo Bradley. All right, Boo Bradley, who is our television champion. Who's he going to face, Les? 
Oh, oh you can uh, hold that furniture down for this one too. Boo Bradley squares off with Brian Lee and beat the champ. It ought to be a barn burner. All right, prime time, Brian Lee. All right, I pause it right there. I just had to, I had to play Bob Cotto say, nail down the furniture and mama hold on to the babies. That just came out of left field for Bob Cottle, don't you agree? That's damn near spot monkey territory for him. <laughs> he popped but me because like I've never heard him. Yeah, yeah, it was really funny to hear Bob kind of throw a little jerk, uh, a little joke out like that. Anyway, I, th- I thought that was uh, very entertaining. Uh, any other thoughts before we uh, keep moving? Yeah, did you notice the Chirons down below for Bob and Les, man? The technology advances in the Smoky Mountains in the last six weeks have been amazing. But we are we are we are definitely moving up uh, when it comes to to the <coughs> graphics and whatnot. And I was just well, I was just thinking maybe this is why Bob's leaving is like all the technology and production value is just too much for him. You know how like at work you have the old people and they can't figure out like Jesus Christ Skype or instant messaging or voicemail or anything, and they're just like what. This maybe this, maybe that's what this is for Bob. Bob's like, maybe it's not the gangsters at all. Maybe it's like the new technology, and he's just like, man, I got to go. I, I get it. A, like, adjusting to technology is hard for some folks. I really do. Because, um, Doc, you you can't adjust to Twitter for nothing. You got to get your wife to pull it up so that you can figure out how to scroll through it. So I get it. You know, some old folks like you just don't quite understand certain things. But I will never understand as I say, I get it, how the dinosaurs in the business world that sometimes you and I work with do not know how to click on a link to Skype to join a conference the, call. Well, the key is is to either own a piece of the workflow that is so valuable that nobody will fuck with you or get so high up in the organization that you don't have to be held accountable to not knowing how to work basic software packages. Bruh, with Skype... You and that may be the truest thing. That may be the truest thing I have ever said on this show. Might be, might be. I just know with Skype, you click on a link and you don't have to actually dial a phone number, nor do you have to put a conference ID in. You literally click on a link from an email, and man, and every it, time it I met- try to get on one of those conference calls at work, and there's all these people, all I can hear is Kevin Sullivan in my head. Just it ain't that fucking high, guys. <laughs> exactly. We ain't building a rocket. We're getting guys over in a fake fucking business. <laughs> Boy, ain't that oh, the truth? Man. Yeah. All right. Uh, we keep going. I actually do need to keep playing a part of the promo here because uh, Bullet Bob's about to come out, and he's Bob Armstrong's going to interrupt uh, Bob Cottle. Here it is. And it's a great hour event. All right, Bob Armstrong. Bob, I don't mean to interrupt, but you know I said I had a surprise for Jim Cornette, and right. this is a surprise time for you, brother. I've been in contact with a new commissioner, and he's sick and tired of all this group ganging up on people, hitting people from behind. He's tired of having to sign group contracts. He says from now on, every man will have to sign the dotted line himself. And he said also, if you ain't man enough to stand up and do it by yourself, hit the road, Jack. The one thing he did make clear was this. From henceforth, Cornette's union is illegal, dissolved, and I do mean from now on his union is busted. And I know that'll make a lot of people happy, especially me, and a lot more who've had to deal with this brute bargaining that he does. Oh, busted. Yeah. Wait a minute, and here comes Jim Cornette. Cornette is... What are you talking about? Wait a minute, what are you talking about? My union is busted. How can you do something? Well, who is the new commissioner? Who is making this rule? They can't, they, you can't do this. I feel like Jimmy Hoffa. You can't do 
All right, Carter, you're, you're going to oh, blow a gas. You like hearing that stuff, don't you? You like hearing that. I should give you a smack in the head. Come on. That's what the commissioner has. The commissioner's like the law down, Jim. That's it. Down. The law is the union is busted. The union is over. Fans, we're going to be back. Jesus. Don't go away. We got action for you. Fuck. Oh, okay, Doc, what do you have? Well, I was going to talk about how Bob was doing those people a disservice by downplaying the importance of collective bargaining. But you told me not to do that anymore, so I'll leave that alone because uh, you're the boss, pal. Um, <laughs> and then um, th- does that – would that then make – who – I'm confused about my union membership, but somebody is probably now getting ready to be a scab. Remember scabs in pro football back in the 80s when they ran the yeah, strike yeah. season? 80 – the 80s, that was 87 NFL season. Yeah, the scab that was a big deal, man. Remember that when they took away, they took away your football? Huge. That shit, that shit was like taking away Christmas for us. So I, I actually, it's funny you talk about that. I actually went to one of the scab games in '87. Like we got, um, we got tickets to it. My I believe dad, they prefer the term replacement players. Well, yeah, but whatever. Anyway, the scab games. Uh, we, we, we were actually at one of those games, and and it was crazy because like Tom Benson, who owned the Saints, he. My dad for a t- for a time period worked he was a um he was uh he worked in the service department at one of Benson's dealerships. So Benson would give the employees like tickets. Now, during a, if it wasn't scab players, they didn't really get tickets, but the scab games, they got these tickets. And I remember my my dad out of the blue calls my mom and is like, "Hey, I'm going to the game Sunday. Uh, you think I can pick up Mike?" She's like, "Shit, you never fucking come get him. Please come get him and take him Whoa. to the football game." Come on now. This isn't this isn't therapy session. Let's get back to the facts. So anyway, we go to this scab game and um and uh, I remember to this day, man, they played the LA Rams. This is back before they moved to St. Louis and then moved back to LA and and we went to the scab game in the fucking Superdome. John 4K was the Saints quarterback. But those scab games to get back on track were were kind of brutal. Um not so for us, man. We actually had a better team than our real team in 87. Well, and then for y'all, the, the but no, see that's not y'all had a lot of players cross the picket line too for Dallas because yeah, that that's game, how you that was, win, pal. <laughs> well, that's how you win because y'all had y'all had pros going against people who literally two and three weeks earlier were were fucking putting together cars and and you know basically labor men so that's not anyway. my problem anyway long story short um any any th- oh, i don't you know here's we'll here's see, what i we got to see this. where this goes man we've got to just let this play out dude corny's having a breakdown and Bob Cottle gets pushed again. That's what we were laughing at at the end. And I really did gasp for, for a second thinking, God damn. Like, I, I, I know old people don't always have the best sense of balance. And I'm like, Cottle doesn't look like he's acting when he gets pushed. What do you think? Yeah, he looked like he got pushed off of the suction cup there. And he, he was wobbly for a second, man. I Watch it. No, no, we got we're well, we're screen sharing. Look at as it. You cue, as you cue it up, just remember <laughs> this is not two weeks that this has happened. This is the second time in one evening that he's been pushed. And well, it's the third time because it happened on the first taping from here. This is too much. Poor old Bob. Anyway, okay. Any other thoughts I don't on this? this? Yeah, I don't like it. I think Bob needs to form a union. All right. So I got other thoughts on Bob and 
basically relaying and he's in touch with the new commissioner and blah, blah, blah. And the union's dissolved because Bob Armstrong is in touch with the commissioner and the union is I loved. But I did love Bob Armstrong's words. The union is busted. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact, Jack. Isn't that what he said? Or yeah, great balls of fire or something like that. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. So we go then to a replay. Another replay, Doc. I know you uh, know you love this. We go to a replay of Storm versus Bradley. Go ahead, Snore. You know Conrad even does that on his show. Oh, I know. Okay. His sleep Which, by the way, has, you know he's got sleep apnea. He weighs five hundred pounds. You've been doing that for. We've been doing the snoring thing for at least three years. Years. We've been doing it so long that it is now we shouldn't do it because it's old. Yeah. If, all right. You know, here's a, here's a, here's a tip for Conrad for all his shows. Every once in a while, you got to stop doing stuff and recycle some things and, and and make things go away for a while. So there you go. Got some free I, podcasting tip for. Uh, how can I miss you if you never go away? Hey. All right. So the replay of Storm versus Bradley with Bradley winning the TV title. Candido, remember, Powell drove Brian Logan, and that's what got him suspended. They also show the promo where Armstrong comes out. And tells Candido that he is suspended because he pile drove Brian Logan by using that illegal pile driver. Doc, I'm going to assume you don't have anything else from that. Uh, I spoke on this last week. Amen. So then we go to the uh, next match, which is Brew, Brew, Boo Bradley versus Primetime Brian Lee. I like Cottle's line about Bradley. It's a different version of what I've heard. Cottle says his elevator doesn't go to the top. But he doesn't have an elevator. So um, I always heard it say that his elevator doesn't go to the top floor. Like when they talk about somebody who's a little special, a little challenged mentally. We don't talk about those people here. I, you know what? It's funny that you say that because you know what my note is? What? Balls is like an R word, Cactus Jack. I guess. He's just a mess, dude. He's like, <laughs> it's, it's hard to, and, yeah. and like the, the thing is when you watch him work as we were watching this match in the background with him in primetime, I'm going to go back a few seconds. Watch balls bump. Just watch his bumps. Like when he, when, oh shit, I want to go back a little further. Hold on. W- watch like his, when he takes clotheslines and everything balls was so good just bumping like he in selling i just thought he was always really really good watch his clothesline you see how he bumps oh yeah he flies but i mean he's he's really really good which is what's weird in this character because like you said i think you were talking about last week's like how does he know to do a moon well and, and that's interesting there because i also had a note that said i think it's really important to know here that balls is doing a lot more in the ring than just swinging chairs because I remember hearing an interview with Axel Rotten one time where he was like, "Hey man, I wasn't always a hardcore wrestler. I knew how to I knew how to lock up." That was on Jericho's podcast. I know exactly which episode you're talking about. So, and, and he's so the, right. Yeah, so the point is is that you know it's it, it, when you talk about ECW and for the thing everything it was and everything it wasn't and I have some mixed feelings about ECW and a lot of positive ones to be honest. But those guys, to call them just garbage wrestlers, is not exactly accurate in a lot of in a lot of senses of the word because a lot of those guys could work. It's unfair to people like Balls and Axel 
Um, I mean, even the Dudleys. I mean, I don't think the Dudleys get hit with the stigma as much because they had so much time in WWE after. But it's unfair to call those guys just like, you know, garbage, hardcore wrestlers because balls could work. I mean, he was damn good. And and like you don't hear that put on Shane Douglas and you don't hear that put on some of the guys like that, that they were just these hardcore guys. But Axel and balls. Yeah. And the thing was, they were good. And I remember Axel said that and he was referencing like. I think he was talking about his like all the years he spent actually wrestling prior to going to ECW. He's like, I get the ECW and and then I'm you know hit with this tag that I'm just this barbed wire dude who takes these shots and he's like it got over. But then that's like your lasting impression of him and that's not what he was. And Jericho's like, yeah, dude, you were a hell of a wrestler. As balls his fucking spine just screamed, oh. he missed that leg drop. So I agree with you, man. These guys were were definitely wrestlers. They weren't just hardcore folks who just could swing chairs. It was just kind of what what they came to be known by because of ECW, because of the cult following. Uh, Doc, any other thoughts on this match? No, I, th- I mean this was a this was a, a good match. I enjoyed it. And Primetime wins the match when Bradley places the chain on the top of the turnbuckle and sends Primetime Bradley's head into it. Uh, Primetime takes a bump and then Bradley pins him. We're um, getting ready to see it right there. And there's the pin attempt or the pinfall one, two, three. And I keep calling him balls. It's hard to call. Is it hard for you to call him Boo Bradley? I've called him balls this whole segment, pal. Yeah, I, I keep calling him balls. He's, he's still balls to. I again, that's that ECW influence because that was what he became popular as uh, in ECW. So, uh, but Boo wins, and then we go straight from that to a uh, promo. But I also uh, don't like calling any man my Boo. So you know what I mean. That's true. I never put that tie in there because you're calling him Boo. But we're calling him balls. I'm not going to sit there and tell you balls is the best thing to call him. <laughs> I guess I guess he doesn't have a good option here. <laughs> yeah, do the balls or boo. Okay, um, are we playing this promo? No. Okay. So let I, me tell my you only happens. note on that promo was that think about how much Tammy has grown in so many ways in a year. Yeah, so Tammy doesn't think it's fair that the commissioner is a secret. And what we mean by that is, you know, Bullet Bob Armstrong is is out here levying the the details on these, you know, the union being busted and Candido getting uh, not fined but suspended. So Tammy's mad about that, and she doesn't like that. You know, we don't even know who this is, but we got Bob delivering the messages for the commissioner. Uh, She's got a valid point, too. Oh, she's got a My point is, when you watch her talking right there, Remember when she first came out from Wellesley College and was trying to find a wrestler, and she was like, you could tell she had something, but she was nervous and she was stiff. Now look at her, man. She, you don't even have to hear her. Just watch her. She's, she is comfortable out there. She has gotten into this character. She knows what she's doing, and she's grown in a year, man. Yeah, she wasn't bad, like you said, but she's definitely grown. You can, you can, you can see the difference. I mean, she's very comfortable with just going with the flow of the interview. Look at Bob Cottle. Look at her when she's beating poor balls. Mm. And I want to beat something looking at her. Mm. Look, look, look at Bob. Look at Bob Cottle when she starts beating him. Just just watch his reaction. He's like, I, I'm, the hell? I'm having a hard time. I'm watching her, pal. She's looking good. L- look at Bob Cottle. <laughs> he's like, come on. Why and he's got that old man tie that doesn't go all the way down, so it's kind of resting out on his belly. <laughs> yes. Uh, he is looking delicious pal i wish harper was here to share this i mean maybe not share everything but you know 
<laughs> Boo's hollering like a dog. Tammy is but rambling. Boo looks like Boo looks like he would have been a an outcast from Kevin Sullivan's Satanic Army in the eighties. He was using yeah, he was also using Coddle's tie as a Kleenex again. Coddle's like, man, leave me alone. Anyway, um any other thoughts on that as we move forward? Yeah. All right. Uh so then the next promo, if I can get to it, it's kind of long actually. Um I feel like I need to play it because there's um there's some Corny makes some really fantastic points in this. Let, let me let me hit play and then you tell me to pause if we get to something that you've already heard and and we can we you know we run this thing so we can pause it if we need to. Here it is. All right, fans, Jim Cornette, Bruiser Better. You still gotta be reeling from that surprise announcement of Bob Armstrong. Bob Armstrong. Hey, hey, when you people go to a movie, do you talk back to the screen, huh? Why don't you sit there and eat your stinking popcorn and shut up? Bob Armstrong, Bob Armstrong! Let me just ask you a question. Has it ever crossed anybody's mind? <laughs> mind out there, out here? No. Has it ever occurred to anybody? Who's the guy who announced Chris Candido's suspension? Mm. Who's the guy who announced the union being busted? Who's the only guy who ever talks to the new commissioner? Who is the only guy who knows who the new commissioner is? Excuse Mm. me, but this is a con job, pure and simple. You know as well as I know now, Bob Armstrong is still the commissioner. Mm You know it, Bob. It's as plain as the as the broken blood vessels in your nose. You know it. Bob Armstrong is still the commissioner, and this is a con job. And that's why that I'm involved in all these stinking matches I don't want to be in. And that's why me or none of my friends or anybody that's on our side of the fence can get a break. Because Bob Armstrong has been the commissioner all along. This is bigger than Watergate. I have unleashed this, and I'm going to the newspapers, I'm going to the magazines, I'm going to file some grievances. But this, I know, you know what made me finally realize it? You know what the straw that broke the camel's back was? The whipping match with Dirty White Boy. Because Dirty White Boy, you deserve to be whipped. But there's no way that a man could get a stipulation like this whipping match passed Unless the commissioner, the guy signing all the contracts, unless he was against me. And that's Bob Armstrong. Because you see, like everybody knows, the stipulation is, if Dirty White Boy loses, he gets ten lashes with that leather belt. But if Bruiser loses, he gets five, and I get five. And Dirty, oh, I bet you'd like to see that and like to slap every single one of you. If Dirty White Boy takes a big, thick leather strap to me, he can bring blood with every lick. He can strike the flesh off my back. And if I ask for him to stop, if I say I can't take any more stuff, then I gotta leave Smokey Mountain Wrestling. Bob Armstrong written all over it and Dirty White Boy's going along with it. You know why? Because Dirty White Boy is a redneck, he is a hillbilly, he is a ridge runner, probably drinks moonshine for a good time on Saturday nights. He is trailer park trash. But what's more, Dirty White Boy wants to prove he's a man because he's lost his manhood in the eyes of all these people and maybe even at home too because Bruiser Bedlam beat him up, slapped him around because I, I, dirty white boy, me, Jim Cornette that you say can't whip nobody I took a belt and I whipped you like a stinking dog in front of everybody everybody's seen the tape and now I guess that scuzzbag old lady of yours, the dirty white girl she's probably sitting around a dinner table saying now, hey Tony, uh, 
You ain't got it like you used to. Maybe I need to find me some new hillbilly or some new redneck. Maybe she needs to go down to the bar she hangs out in every Saturday night while you're off wrestling and pick up two or three more bums that she can take for a ride. Unless you can whip me, dirty white boy, and prove you're a man. Because I got news for you. I don't think from what I hear there's any other way you can prove it. You know what I mean. Matter of fact, everybody's talking. You've even talked to the white girl, haven't you? So that, well, hey, hey, hey. All right, I'm going to pause it there. Doc, <laughs> what do you have? That, that was a long one, but Cornette, he was rolling, was he not? Sherlock Corny's figured this thing out. It, it, tell me where he lied. I'm not talking about Dirty White Girl's wife. I'm, I'm <laughs> I was getting ready to say, uh, do you know What's something the, I don't know there, no, pal? No, 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 no. Tell me where he lied before he turned his attention to the Dirty White Girl, because that was some foul shit. We well, right the first there. thing he said was he asked those people in, in wherever this is if they talk back in movies. And I was like, man, that's not exactly something white people do. That's kind of Mike's people that like to talk That's during nice, movies. Doc. That's nice. Y'all do know that, right? You do know that about your people, right? Keep going. It's okay, man. I, hey, I told you, we smell like puppy dogs. Everybody's got something, man. Y'all like to talk in movies. It's Can okay. we focus on the episode we're doing? Well, sure, I guess. Okay. Um, can you imagine dirty white girl down at the juke joint getting getting things happening, pal? Ugh. That was uh, foul, dude. <laughs> dude was, he, he was he was working stiff on him. that. Huh. He's, he's leaving that man's wife out of this. Come on. Man, he was working <laughs> stiff. Um that, that was some dirty shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Corny is uh but Corny's figured this whole thing out and it makes a whole lot of sense too. I mean, that, that, look, it's obvious, at least I think, at this point, as a disclaimer, at this point is the key word, what's going on here. But, you know, we'll see. Is it Bob? Is it Bob Armstrong? Is it not? We got to see. We got to keep watching. But, um, you know, I'll say this. Bob Cottle was like, yeah, you make a point, Jim. Yeah, you make a point. But then when he actually accused him and said Bob Cottle's a commissioner, Bob Cottle then says, no. Bob Armstrong's not the commissioner. No, we don't know that for a fact. So anyway, I thought that was good. And then he just, then he started working stiff when he was fucking around talking about a dirty white girl. That was, that was, uh, that was some beautiful cornet stuff right there uh, towards the end. Any other thoughts, Doc? No, sir. All right. So then they go from there and then there's this confrontation where dirty white boy, as you heard at the very end of that segment, he's in the ring. He's got a belt. He grabs a microphone and he basically calls out the, bruiser bedlam get his ass out to the ring um so immediately following the promo dirty white boy uh, is fighting with bedlam in the ring it ends up where Cornette and bedlam handcuff dirty white boy to the corner and then they proceed to whip in dirty white boy with the belt across the back armstrong comes out clears the ring with his uh, tennessee toothpick i think he had his wooden bat this time i can't quite remember but anyway uh doc thoughts on this confrontation um i liked it because I feel like it's real. What I mean by that is, unlike what you see on Raw where they talk for 40 fucking minutes and nobody swings a punch, you actually had in this situation where Dirty White Boy got tired of their shit. And he's like, motherfucker, come out into this ring and let's fight. And it, while Cornette's promo was a couple of minutes long, 
he didn't wait for 20 minutes before he's like, oh, come on, let me go out there and challenge these guys. So what were your thoughts? Remember last week and you were talking about Dreamer getting caned? Yes. That's what I was thinking about here is, man, the potential for somebody to get busted the fuck open on the back is is real high. It also hurts a lot, too. I, the visual that we always talk about is Michael Hayes running around that ring getting whooped by Von Eric, pal. Jesus Christ. That hair flying, those arms flailing, that shit. I was like, dude. You know, I know you picked the show out. We're supposed to do a watch along, too. By the time this airs, it may have already been done. But when I tell you that's a fucking watch along episode in October of 83, I think it is. Oh, yeah. That country whipping match. Yeah. Holy fuck. They whipped the fuck out of each other. Somebody needed to tell those bastards it was a work. (laughs) Anyway, uh, as we watch Cornette beat the shit out of Dirty White Boy here. Any other thoughts here as uh, Bullet Bob Armstrong makes a save? They're they're starting to slowly make me have some interest in this angle. They are. And we complained because it was like, okay, here we go. Bob Armstrong and Jim Cornette again, right? We've, we talked about that. It's like, mm, come on, man. What are we doing here? But it's 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 slowly developing. And again, you know, we got to call it like we see it. We got to give Corny a little credit here for this one. It seems like they're making it a, they're making it worthwhile. So there's that. All right. Any other thoughts before we we go to our next segment, which is um, really out of thin air? It just kind of pops up, and huh, it was interesting. Any other thoughts before we go to it? No, we got ourselves a debut, a debut. So let's go to Les Thatcher right here, and he's going to tell you what Doc is talking about. One of the great dynasties in professional wrestling has been the Anderson family, the original Minnesota wrecking crew. Only Gene, brother Lars, and cousin Arn have cut a wide path through professional wrestling over the last 30 years. And now a new Anderson comes storming to the forefront. Only son Brian, a great amateur, is now turning pro with his father as his teacher and his mentor. Let's take a look at a special videotape sent to us from Atlanta by Brian and his father Ole, because Brian Anderson is headed to Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Let's take a look. All right, I want everybody to take a look at a real workout, an Anderson wrestling workout. Come on back down. Come on, Brian. That wasn't too bad. You're about four and a half seconds. All right, one more time. Come on, hit it. Dig it out. Dig it out. You know, right now, everybody talks about wrestling. Come on back down here, Brian. Come on. I wanted to introduce myself in case anybody has forgotten. You're looking at Ole Anderson, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, the Anderson Brothers, and you're looking at the new generation of Andersons, Bryant Anderson. You know, the thing that gets me today is that everybody's dressed up in fancy jackets and fancy shirts. Here, have a towel, wipe off a little bit. They got all these great entrances with music. Well, there's one thing that's missing in all of this. At Smoky Mountain, you're going to get a chance to see somebody who does one thing better than anybody else. You're going to get to see Brian Anderson wrestle. Wrestle. You know how to spell it? Well, I tell you what, if you don't, this guy is going to show you how to do it. There's one guy in particular that we're looking for. One guy that made a mistake when Bryant was in college, came down there and tried to show everybody how great he was. Well, Tracy, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Get yourself ready. You better do a little road work yourself 
because when the Anderson gets back up to Smoky Mountain, everybody's going to be in for a real big surprise. And Bryant, I know you can't wait to take that amateur career that took you to state championships, to the junior national team, the AAU, and apply all that wrestling knowledge and all that skill and knowledge that I gave to you and apply that to Smoky Mountain Wrestling. No, that's absolutely right. I didn't just wake up one day and decide I wanted to be a wrestler. I didn't play basketball in hot college and high school. I didn't play football. I went out for wrestling. And I do that better than anybody else today. I got the scientific knowledge in my head. I've got the heart. I've got the body for it. There's two things I'm going to do when I step in the ring, and I don't care who it's with. First, mentally, I'm going to crack them. I'm going to break them. They're going to be broken down. They're not going to want to be in there with me anymore. Then physically, I'm going to step in there and I'm going to start tearing, breaking arms, legs, whatever I have to do. I don't care who it's with, but Tracy Smothers, you, four years ago, you said something to me and I haven't forgotten it. Whoa, he made a big mistake, didn't he, Brian? That's absolutely right. He sure did. <laughs> hey, Tracy, I'm looking for you. Go ahead. Excuse me, Brad. I don't mean to take it away from you. Tracy, right now, I bet you say, when he was in college. Well, we're out of college now, but it's time for you to go back to school, Tracy. The Andersons are coming your way. A young man to be reckoned with, Brian Anderson. He learned a drop kick before he could walk. He's big and he's tough. And he's headed to Smoky Mountain Wrestling. We'll be right back after this. All right, Doc, your thoughts on Ole right there with uh, his son. Doc, did you go take a piss? Take yourself nah, off bro, mute. I'm right here, pal. I said okay. when... when uh, he said, how many people even know how to spell wrestling? How many people sang the song? <laughs> By the oh, way, wow. Conrad did that on his show not too long ago, too. He did the Glenn Goza, R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. So he, he, okay. Yeah. <sighs> He's not out there. Anyway, so, um, dude. It's a big deal. Ole Anderson and his son are in this territory. That that okay. So the other thought I had is that's the punk kid that broke up the Horseman. Okay, I hate to say this, but do you need to explain what you mean by that for people who don't? I mean, I know it sounds crazy to think that somebody's not going to know what you're talking about, but that's the only reason why I say that. So in early '87. The horseman kicked Ole out, and part of it was is that while they were all trying to be serious and rule the world, Ole was sneaking off every once in a while to go watch his, what they said, punk kid wrestle, and that's got to be him. I believe you're right. So there's the kid responsible for breaking up the horseman, so I hate him already. Okay. Uh, it leads to some other things, so it's okay. Not a big deal. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, Lex Luger, that's great. Did you? Um, did you? Well, no, I'm not talking about that. Um, there's something else when Oli ends up coming back. But anyway, there's something else. I thought it was funny that um, Oli is good. Oli's even good cutting a promo when he's not cutting a promo. And I, I felt like what what I mean by that is he's he's introducing his son here, but he's still like. 
I hate to say it, he's like the star of it because he he was just that good at promos. O- Ole was just phenomenal. And then at the end, Ole, when he takes the the microphone back from the sun, I was like, holy shit! He just he had to get his shit in. He's like, nah, let me let me wrap this up, son. And he takes the what you the what you meant to say right there was right. It just was. And again, I don't think he was trying to bury us. It's his son. He's not trying to bury us. Okay, so uh, we've done ages on Oli before. Oli's probably about 49 or 50 there. Jesus, and he looks so much older. Well, and he, you know what he looks like, man? And Harper, I wish Harper was here for this because he, he would have enough, some chime in on this. Oli looks like the guy that would be like working on a, his boat. Yes. And then you come up. And he's like, hey, hey, pal, can you help me with this? Can you hold yes. this right here while I do this? And then you bend over to help him, and you're holding some part in place, and he lifts your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> or he yells at you because you're not doing it exactly as you need to, you need to do it. One of those old men. They but, want you to help, and then as you help, they're yelling at you the whole time. I didn't say like that. I said like this, asshole. And I feel like I've got to point this out because Harper's not here. Because I think this is what Harper would have gravitated to. What was that house up over the hill in the background, man? That thing looked that thing looked cheap. Where were they at in Atlanta, man? I need Anderson Manor to be a little bit nicer than that. I was trying to see. Yeah, you don't really see much from it. Um, how do he, we know they're in Atlanta? He said we're... They said... Les at the beginning said it was in from Atlanta, right? And like, like, like Chris Maltesano said on the fucking Sopranos, you believe everything you see on TV. And I, I am I not supposed to treat this like it was real? I'm just saying Is they probably my... they're they're probably in fucking Cornette's backyard, and that's like some hill on the other side. I don't know. I'm serious. That wouldn't surprise me if they're if they're if they're nowhere near Atlanta. They're probably just shooting that shit in Tennessee somewhere. I the you've lost the pot. I don't care where it is. Oh, okay. I would just I would just expect that the Andersons would be hanging out in, in the big house on the big side of town with the big cars. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Uh, see, I don't know because if you remember, Oli was always. Oli never was. He was the the jeans and boots and type yeah, of guy. Maybe. He, he, he like Flair was the. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure he, he drove a fucking nice car. My point is, Flair was the flashy one. Man, you Oli know, Oli Anderson drove one of those big ass sedans that was too big to be driving on the road and shit. What's that one that the old men? This is where we need Harper. Car. Harper knows cars. Those the 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 um the old Mark Fours or Fives or whatever they were. Those fucking. It wasn't a Cutlass. It was that. Oh God, what fucking car was that? This is right. You're right. We need Hopper right here because I'm I'm picturing this. I'm visually picturing this car that I have no clue what it what it is. But and you know that shit smelled like cigarettes on the inside. Jesus Christ! Because back cigarettes then, back then your relatives would, your your relatives would drive you around with the windows rolled up, smoking cigarettes. Fuck! I'm I mean, surprised we aren't aren't all four foot seven. Just stunted growth from all the bullshit right. we were exposed to. If you think about it, with the carcinogens and the shit that we were no car, to. No, no car seats, it's amazing we're alive and not just completely just destroyed. Bruh, let me ask you a question. How many times did you drive 
or ride in the back of a pickup truck or a station wagon with no type of safety restraint on you. I rode in the back of a pickup all the time. I also rode down the road with my grandpa where he was not only smoking with the windows up, but was also crushing beers and tossing them in the back of his truck as we went down the road. That's my point. My grandpa had a fucking Chevrolet pickup truck, single cab, because that's all I had back then. And, dude, that was nothing for us to sit in the back of a pickup truck going 40, I'm sorry, 60 miles an hour down the road. While a guy driving is crushing Coors and Coors Lights. That's my a grandpa, shoot, pal. My grandpa wasn't a beer drinker, nor was he a smoker, which was the strangest thing known to man because he was he was he fought in World War II, and you figured he that's all he would have done as one of those old timers back then. But he did not drink and smoke, which is the strangest anomaly on the planet. But anyway, we rode in the back of this pickup truck. Do you know? I mean, it was a death wish. We all had death wishes. We made it though. <laughs> anyway, I remember right. my, well, my grandpa had the the extended like the whatever the extended cab so that you could have seats behind it, and then he had a camper top on the back of that thing so Jeez, that he could haul so, so, and a window back to the to the camper. So I remember one time riding in the car in that truck. My parents were in this truck cab with me. My grandpa was smoking and drinking and when he got done he handed me the empty and asked me to throw it through the window to the back and i got i got in trouble because i dropped it by my parents now he didn't get in trouble for smoking in the truck with me in there or drinking i got in trouble for dropping the empty can and not getting it into the back fast enough (laughs) that's beautiful all right, are we done talking about uh, maybe, old pickup maybe, trucks and us and not dying? Well, and maybe if we're going to do my therapy session, that's why I hate people. Okay. All right, we'll move on from Oli and Brian Anderson at this point as we got sidetracked. We got the dirty white boy here. Uh, I, I wasn't going to play it. He's hot. He's pissed. They bleep him out again when he says he's going to kick Cornette's ass, which is the weirdest thing. Did you have anything else from that, Doc? I just wish he had a better opponent than Bedlam. That's it. He's yeah, good. I like I like Bedlam at first, but I need you to go to the you. Yeah, those those straps are real, pal. Put them on them back, and it'll get it'll get going. I need you to go on up to twenty seven fifty three as we go to Steve Skyfire and Lance Storm in the ring. I'll set that up for Mike while he's hitting it. Yeah, I'm at, at twenty seven fifty. What, what, what do you want children, to say? Dirt bags out in the audience. All right, so let's hit play. Why do you call them kids dirtbags, man? Come on. Man, that's the prototypical white kid that probably made your life hell as a little boy. All right. Well, Lance Storm takes on Steve Skyfire. Storm wins with a swing DDT from the corner. And Storm was good here. Yes, he was. Lance Storm is fan-fucking-tastic as a professional wrestler. There's no other way to say it. I don't have anything else from it, do you? My exact notes were Storm is impressive here. Very yeah, he was good. I was trying to get to the finish. I wanted to to play what he does at the end. Is he gonna do it? Yeah, he hasn't done it yet. There it is. They're gonna replay it. But he comes out of that corner swinging DDT, and um, it looks oh. a lot better and it looks a lot better in uh, normal speed. But very, I mean, like you said, he was impressive. He 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 looked damn good. Okay, so we'll keep going. Uh, we got a promo from the gangsters, and then the Rock and Roll Express on meeting at the Tennessee Valley Fair. Let's go to that right now from New Jack and then the the rock and roll follow right after. 
belly fat. I want everybody to stay in front of them cheap TVs, you know, ball, and watch what's getting ready to happen. Me and Mustafa get ready to drop the Rock and Roll Express just like we promised, and I don't care if you like it or not, but you got to accept the fact that we gonna have the best, and whether you like us, we don't care, because we don't like you either. Get ready, sit down in your stinking dog-smelling chairs, and watch what happened when New Jack and Mustafa ripped the Rock and Roll Express apart. It's been your pleasure, and I'm out of here. We're here at the Tennessee Valley Fair. Just here in a few moments, you're gonna see us defend these titles man. against the gangsters. You see gangsters, you come around here and try to rough shot everybody here in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, well, it's not gonna work. What we're gonna teach you boys is a little respect. Now, mm. that, that hat, hat. That hat was something, man. Um, so, and I, I rewinded it a little bit. Your thoughts on that promo right there? It, well, he said dog smell and chair, man. I just don't know what's the, the cause of that smell. But um, is it a dog or is it the white person in it? I Hard to say. Um, man, it's just quick and dirty and let's get it on. Look at that painter's hat because that's what I think that is. That's a mm. cheap-ass painter's hat he's got oh, yeah. on. All right. So man, we but keep back moving. in the day, if you had one – but back in the day, they had those with uh, like OP and shit like that. That shit was all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> amazing mm-hmm. they um once again replay the end of the wild brawl from johnson city tennessee from two mm. weeks ago corny is getting a lot of mileage out of this re-airing of this brawl uh too much of if you ask me there is he's getting a lot of mileage out of this so let me keep going because then if you heard before the commercial or before they re-aired that jack and ricky are talking about this match they're gonna have so the gangsters are taking on the Rock and Roll Express from the Tennessee Valley Fair. Very basic tag match with these two for the most part. The Where's the damn the ring heat. apron, pal? So I have no clue. Um, that looks next much show to me. I can't tell if this is at like a rodeo arena or a racetrack. You think gonna show- you think New Jack and Mustafa felt comfortable and welcomed there? Let's see. See, like, where is this? I don't know. What? Do you think you think they that the people there celebrate diversity? <laughs> it's a Tennessee Valley Fair. Uh, okay, it, I'm not answering that question. But what what are your thoughts on this? It's it's basic. It's a basic meat and potatoes heel tag team versus babyface tag team match. Is there? I couldn't tell on my phone, but on the other side of the on the other side on the hard camera, is there a a little black kid that's rooting for the gangsters. Uh, it looked like it. Yes, there's actually more than one. Right there, they just kind of zoomed in behind yeah. Mustafa. Yeah, there's more than right. one. There's like there's yeah, there like they are. Of, They're rooting for like, the gangsters. I wonder what happened to those kids. Nothing. Really? The old white people looked at them, but didn't have the balls to say it to their face. Oh, you, you see, so you've been a, you've been a witness to that. It sounds like I've actually seen some shit like that before in my life. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at now, now, point, now, they went and got behind their keyboards after they left and called them a, a bunch of names and were the keyboard warriors. And I'm not, look, here, I'm not saying these kids were right. I don't know what these kids were saying or what they were doing. My point is, they thought it, but maybe didn't say it. Anyway, it's a fair. Come on, Doc. And for people who listen to us, don't take anything we say serious. We're just having fun. Uh, keep going, correct. Doc. Take everything I say seriously. Don't listen to him. Did you hear when Kessler said that this feud has literally 
set Smoky Mountain on its ear. Oh, uh, yeah. By the that's, way, Chip Kessler was the announcer during this match. That's not true. Okay. Yeah, I I probably can agree with you there. The uh, the worst the the misuse of the word literally bothers me. Um, okay. Dude, the finish is a disaster. Um, let me try to get to it. These guys deserve better. I don't even remember what happened. Actually, I do remember what happened. Let me talk you through it. So. Morton takes the heat. Um, he eventually makes the hot tag. It ends, though, with the rock and roll losing because Jack used the police nightstick on Gibson. But Bob Armstrong comes out and says, nope, New Jack cheated. There he is. Look at Bob. He's coming out. And Bob mm-hmm. says, New Jack cheated. And the match is restarted. And instantly, New Jack is rolled up for the pin. Rock and roll express retained the titles. Kessler needs someone in the booth with him when commentating was my only other comment. Uh, so... The gangsters so he's win, be the, if cheat. he's not the commissioner, how can he restart the match? Well, I mean, that's... Mm. Why are you talking about this like it's real? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, any other thoughts? As you see, it ends and New Jack's about to get rolled up. Now, they had one, but now they lost and the rock and roll retains. And that's that. Look uh, at the fans, though. The fans are going. The fans are into it, man. They're yes, back there they cheering. And- this was a good match, man. Yeah, it was all. It was very old school. You just don't like the finish with Bob restarting it. Is yeah, I didn't like the finish, but I like the match. Okay, I was the um, best. It, it look. I'm I'm waiting. I'm I'm trying to let it play because you can see like as they pan out, all these fans and it's just big open area in the stand. I this I don't. I keep thinking this was like a rodeo arena, but I don't know what it is. So somebody out there will tell us. It doesn't really matter. It's just Harper would. I, t- I could tell you right now what Harper would say if he was here. He would say, where are they shooting this? For one. And then he would say, whose ring is that? That ring which, is, is JoJo, man. Which actually, I asked Bo James about that ring. And Bo, we narrowed it down. I don't want to say whose ring, not because it's a bad thing, but I'm not really sure I want to say exactly whose ring it is because I'm not. we're not certain whose ring it was. So anyway, um, do we want to go to the rock and roll at the end right here with their promo? If you must. Here it is. You know, Bob, I want to thank you for coming down because ever since the gangster has been in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, they tried to run over the Rock and Roll Express and use us for a stepping stone. And right here at the Tennessee Valley Fair, we had a title match with them in which we hit Mustafa with our double drop kick, how we have won many titles with. Well, the time I turned around and looked, Robert was counted out. And then I found out that New Jack had hit Robert in the back of the head with a blackjack, the same things that they used on me and won the match. Well, Bob, I want to thank you for watching and coming down and letting us know what really happened. Well, let me tell you this. I was watching for another reason. Not only was I interested in the championship match, the new commissioner called me and asked yes, me. Sir. He knows the problems you had with the gangsters. He asked me as a personal favor, just watch the match, see that nothing gets out of hand and everybody gets a square deal. Well, you guys didn't get a square right, deal. Bob. I saw the man hit him in the head with a blackjack. And to me, that ain't fair, brother. And I like to go by the fair game. Yes, you guys are the right winners. I think you're the just winners. You got the one, two, three. That's and it. for my money, you are the champions. Thank you, Bob. That's right. You see right here, we are still the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions. Wow, that was something. And we want to thank our cameraman for his report from the field. Right, you are, Lesson fans. That's going to wrap it up. All right, Doc, your thoughts on the rock and roll right there? Um, It was good. It was good. They, they did what they were. Did you just mute yourself by accident? Doc. 
Hit the button. You muted yourself. Jesus. Yeah, I know. I, I had a I had a kid do a run in oh. on me, pal. Well, they can make an appearance. No, let's keep our kids out of this. Okay. Um. Yeah, I was good. I mean, shit. It's the end of the match. They they won. They're they're trying to stand up for justice and and what made America great, right? Well, and um, if the commission isn't Bob Armstrong, then who is it? He's out there uh, territory. That's a great. That's a hard question, man. Uh, what the hell, man? I mean, he just admitted in the promo that he said he saw the injustice and said, nope, we're restarting this. So uh, if it ain't Bob, I don't know who the fuck he is at this point. So stay tuned. And I think that's all we can say about it. So with that said, we are going to give out, Doc's going to give out his disability checks. Before we do so, remember to use the Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash Amazon is a great way to support this show on an ongoing basis. Um, so please check it out. Use it. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life. Go buy Bobby Blaze's book. Go buy Death of the Territories and anything and everything off of Amazon at tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Doc, how many disability checks you giving it? Man, more recaps really hurt. Um, not going to lie, that, that is not my favorite thing to do is to have to fast forward through the recaps. That's That really gets on my nerves. I'm going to say... Uh, though we're still in, this is good wrestling times. Um, 7.8. So remember, tell us what you think as far as disability checks at BTT underscore podcast on Twitter or on our Facebook group. I believe I made a tiny URL for it a while back. And I think it is something like tinyurl.com slash BTT FB group. Tell us what you think as far as disability checks when we post the show. Um, all right. I think I mentioned it this week, but make sure you become a patron. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Get the video versions of these where we show the promos and whatnot. Also get all of our other content, including the world-class shows and many other shows. There's 160-plus Patreon-only shows at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. All right, Doc. Um, Government Cheese Award time. So... You go first. I don't really know. Man, what a pussy. I hadn't decided. Well, no, I can't say that. It's I'm giving it to Cornette for his work on the mic. And we haven't given it to Cornette in a while, so I'm giving it to Cornette. Who you got? Give me that dirtbag Ole Anderson. We had a day, big debut. And he's a big name, and he now we have had Ole and Arn both in the promotion. How about that? So I don't remember if we gave it to Arn, but I think we did. Oh yeah, point. absolutely. So that without, would mean that, quite frankly, without question. Now you're stealing from Tony Schiavone without question. <laughs> and quite um, frankly, I got them both in. No, quite frankly, is Bischoff's deal. I know. I got them both in. Oh. So that would mean that Ole... Now I just got to start lying my ass off, and I can get all three of them. That would mean that Ole and Arn are probably the only two people on our shows who have gotten not only a Rolex, at least one, which they've gotten multiple, and some government cheese. Does that sound about right? Bob Eaton may be in there somewhere. I don't know if we gave it to Eaton, but because I, give, I gave him a Rolex not too long ago, a few months back for pushing the, uh, he pushed Tony aside. Well, 
And maybe Stan did too, now that I think about it. So it may only be four. Maybe Bobby Eaton, Stan Lane, Cornette actually gets government cheese. I wasn't thinking managers when I said that. So there's probably five. Cornette, Ole, Arn, Bobby Eaton, and Stan. Um, Ricky Morton probably is in there somewhere. But there's only a handful of people or so that have gotten government cheese and Rolexes. There you go. Just thought we'd throw that out there at this point in time. Okay. So I guess we need to get ready to get out of here, Doc. What do you, you got anything else before we do so, though? Man. Without right. that dead weight Harper, man, we could get this shit started and oh, finished geez. and done, man. Uh, I want to remind everyone, if you haven't done so, give us a five-star review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. Please do it. We don't really talk about it as much as we used to, but we got a bunch, man. We're up to like 242 or three or something like that. So not bad for an independent podcast. Let me just put that out there. So five-star reviews and write some nice comments. It would be very, very helpful if you could do Hey, man, so. when you sit there and have to fast forward through all those 20 minutes of commercials on those other shows, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No commercials here. And then uh, shout out to the Wrestling Podcast about nothing with Ring of Honor's Brian Malone and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. Just search the Wrestling Podcast about nothing and enjoy their take on the world of pro wrestling. They do some classics, some current, but overall a great show. They support us, so please support them. Also check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn every single Monday as well. The northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still great nonetheless. And once again, they support us, so please support them. And I don't think I have anything else. So, Doc, I guess it's time for us to hit the go-home queue and ride off into the sunset since our show is still here and Steve Austin's isn't. Mm, that's a good point, but our show's gone now. Book it, bitch. <laughs> Before we get out of here this week, I just wanted to mention a couple of important things. One being, yes, the new Patreon service at the $5 tier. Remember, you're going to get the Jim Crockett promotions, pay-per-views, and Clash of Champions in 1988. You will also get Lance and I's Q&A sessions that we get from listeners such as yourself. So if you have questions, submit them at 
bookingtheterritory at gmail.com. I thought about using Twitter, but it would be just too many places for me to look for questions. So uh, please use bookingtheterritory at gmail.com for the Q&A type episodes that Lance and I will do. Remember, the questions can be NWA-related, Mid-South-related, WCW-related, with the stuff we've already covered, and uh, what else was there? Um, Oh, World Class, of course. Can't forget about World Class. And... As I'm thinking, asking you to possibly bump up your Patreon tier, not that you have to, because if you just enjoy getting the world-class shows and the pre-shows and the video reviews, then stay at the $2 tier. It's, um, you know, it's it's fine. I understand, man. I, I, I wanted to offer a little bit more, and Lance and I wanted to offer, and Doc and Harper and I wanted to offer a little bit more uh, for the higher-level tier. So there you go. Also, I've said it the last couple of weeks, over two years ago, we first started the Patreon service on Podbean. So... You know, before we get out of here and and mention a couple other things, I wanted to just, um, you know, mention a couple of people that are either at the two-year mark or near it or have actually hit the one-year mark as well. If I miss you, I apologize, but the two-year anniversary patrons include Marty Howell, Boone Howard, Twit Dust, a.k.a. Dustin, Tim Morecci, the BTT Research Department and Hall of Famer, Wayne G., David DeVries, BTT Hall of Famer, Josh Warren, BTT Hall of Famer, Dan Verner, Coleman 822's a Hall of Famer, K-Stone 9709, Frog Zeppelin, Voodoo Moon Baby, Mark Wilson, at Thin Man Within, Sean Sparks, and at Thin Man Within is a Hall of Fame as well, patron, Sean Sparks, who is at Sparks Third Coast on Twitter, at Spyboy Sports Cap, Alan, thank you for being a Hall of Famer, Drew FN Media, David Cameron, Chuck Erd 58, Slider 91 US Hall of Famer, Troy Anspa, the FXC, Jim Vinsky, Steven CG, T-Hog 94 Hall of Famer, SV Pageant Hall of Famer, Moondog, Gerald Green Third Hall of Famer, and now I look I'm sure I missed a name or two because of the move to Patreon. It's a little hard to track how long each member has been. It doesn't allow me to filter it the right way. But all of you out there, I believe if you're not at two years, you're close. So thank you very much. And many of you are still using the Podbean Patreon service. So if you are, consider the move to Patreon because, man, there's so much more Patreon offers. And I may be doing something special coming up. I'm just not sure if I can do it yet. But uh, it, it related to if you make the switch. More news on that coming. If I missed you in this shout-out for the two-year Hall of Famers, just email me, bookintheterritory at gmail.com, and I'll try to get you fitted into the next shout-outs for the two-year or the one-year. Uh, okay? So I appreciate that. Also, I want to shout-out the Hall of Fame patrons, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA WrestleNut, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. at Hef's Pint Point. Can't forget Marlon's Twitter. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Super Duper Hall of Famer Mike Childry, Super Duper Hall of Famer K underscore Row 86, and Super Duper Hall of Famer Hall of Fame Disrespectfully Classy Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn, at Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, the research department, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Meyer, Gerald Green III, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at at God, I always mess this up. Sorry, Alan. At Spy Boy Sports Cap. Ari Miller 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin Underscore Andretti, Coleman 822, Marty Howell, T Hog 94. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. Appreciate it. Hey, if you are at your seventh month or beyond, 
because at seven months at the nine dollar level or above you get a t-shirt if i haven't reached out to you email me book territory at gmail.com and i will get it out to you asap it's not on purpose it's just uh the move to podbean patreon it's all messed up so i can't always tell the exact month you're at so again if you're at your seven month reach out to me i'll get you out your t-shirt also if you're at your six month or 12th month at $20 level, uh, let me know. I'll get you out your next t-shirt too. Um, and I think that's it related to the t-shirts. Uh, if you're at the $9 level, so after you get your t-shirt at seven months, you get another one once a year. So let me know and I'll make sure I get you out your t-shirt too uh, each each and every year. Okay. Uh, and I think that's all I got. Oh, I want to shout out uh, my buddy Mike Pru from the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Uh, Mike and his buddy JV. They break it down a career, Stone Cold Steve Austin, month by month, weekly as well. Uh, they're currently in 1998. They go, you know, they they've gone back as far as 96, but they're currently in 98. Dive in, check them out. Uh, they are at at the Bottom Line Cast on Twitter. You can listen to their show, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play. Just search Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, and you will find them. That's all I have. Thanks as always for being patrons. Appreciate it. You guys are the best. Couldn't do this show without you. And uh, again, thanks to all the two-year patrons and above, or two-year anniversary patrons. Uh, we appreciate your patronage. I mean, you help make this show go. So as Hard Body Hopper always says before he gets out of here, book it, bitch.